Jarvis is the third highest graded passer in the NFL. Brown. I didn't realize you were nope. before. John Costco is ready to go, folks. He cannot be held back. You are Locked on Browns, your daily podcast <laughs> covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Um, should be a good one here with John, um, if everybody heard when John was on last time about where we were. And, of course, I'm sure you know there will still be some fun along the way with this. We'll talk about the offense. We'll talk about the defense. Um, and look, at the end of the day, this team is five and two. You want to at least maybe find a way to manipulate yourself to hopefully five more victories, maybe to get yourself to maybe where we can talk about a January game. And there's certainly some cupcakes left on the schedule. This episode of Locked On Browns is brought to you by Pepsi and this football season. Become a member of the League of Football Watchers and do that through the fine folks over at Pepsi. Whether it is overbearing parents, whether it is a lack of natural athletic ability, less than 1% of 1% of 1% of anyone who's ever played football will actually play in the NFL. And for the second straight night, I do want to appreciate the Pepsi ad for being a little bit of a sticky pain in the butt. But again, fewer than 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. As you guys know, I like my Pepsi. My caffeine before kickoff powers me through the game. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. Again, it is made for those who watch it. Pepsi. Made for football watching. Um, look, look, some great efforts on Sunday. And I, I certainly do want to get to the reserves because they certainly deserve uh, to spoke about. And, you know, seeing guys step up and the opportunities are there. Some maybe not surprising. Rashard Higgins maybe more of a, hey, where in the world you been for about 12 months? And you know, whatever happened there. Um, but again, you know, Brian, Donovan, Peoples-Jones. Um but John, you know, and this is, and I go back to the second play of the game, and I've been. This is that that was like the total Browns play, interception, carnage on the field. Wyatt Teller's down, Odell Beckham Jr.'s down, and everybody's saying, "Yeah, you want to know what? Maybe I will go help the rate the leaves. Maybe I don't need to do myself do this to myself for the next almost three hours." Things get righted. Um, sadly, Odell is lost. Baker gets it going over the last three quarters, and then leads to what was probably. I mean, the fourth quarter was just. I mean. If, just no way around it. Fourth quarter was just great, great football. If you like offensive, you know, John, the former safety, probably cringing somewhere. Can somebody just end this with an interception, please? But no, well, that was not going to Terrence happen. Mitchell should have. But John, number six is play. Oh, yeah. Well, and then there's the old theory of, you know, maybe that's why they play on that side of the ball. Um, John, uh, Baker Mayfield. Look, I mean, if anything, and it doesn't come down to PFF. It doesn't come down. To, this guy just needed a big game. I mean, everything, everybody on this team who's been like the primary players, Miles, it's been a ton. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Odell had his day. Everybody who's essentially a player on this team and a key factor has had that day. Baker at least needed one of them, and he at least got that on Sunday. Oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, fourth quarter grade was a 97.4. His grade from quarters two through four was a 96.2, 96.7, something like that. Um, I mean, he went off. And, um, you know, you can – as bad as – so that the the second half of the Colts game was atrocious. 
the entire Pittsburgh game was atrocious. And then the opening quarter for against the Bengals was atrocious. It was like the absolute worst stretch of football that you probably ever have uh, as a quarterback. And then it like flipped on a switch. So, um, you know, he, he was, he went through his reads. He found the open guy. He hit him with obviously great accuracy um, and, and, and went off and, it didn't matter who was getting the ball. Richard Higgins came back to life. You know, you look at, you know, part of it is like OBJ is, is, is in front of Richard Higgins. So Higgins isn't going to get his, his playing time with OBJ there um, essentially. And, you know, Harrison Bryant is a guy that we like, you know, from the college days, we know that he's a, a pretty dang good receiver. Um, he showed that yesterday, Donovan Peoples Jones, um, not a guy that you've really seen much of any flashes. You've seen, I mean, uh, I say, if so, you've seen flashes from him, but uh, in college, but you just haven't obviously haven't seen that in the NFL. Um, and then just, you know, has the, has the play of the, of the day. And, you know, what, yes, you're going against Cincinnati Bengals. There's that big caveat. He going into this game, I said, the Browns are probably going to win this game and Baker's probably going to tear it up because it's the Bengals. And that's what he does. He beats up the Bengals. Um, but he has never done it to this extent. Like this, this was the Baker I was expecting when the Browns drafted him and I was projecting him to come out, right? Like, like you're, you're never going to be like a 22 for 22 type guy. Like that's, that's an obscene level or whatever, but like basically that type of efficiency, right? Where you, he hits the top of his drop back. He knows exactly where he's going to the ball finds the open receiver and hits him. And so can he carry this over? I have no idea. It's one game, but it's, it's obviously something he badly needed and he delivered. John and, you know, look, I mean, we're, there's no way to know this, you know, I mean, you know, basically we're trying to look into the future here. Um, but you look at those last three quarters and this is the first we've seen Baker Makefield look like he looked in 2018. And I recall doing these shows in 2018. And wow, look at the rookie quarterback with yet another good day. Do, is, do you think there's anything to the fact that maybe now it's more, hey, 13's not here. So let's get to the drop. Let's plant the foot. Let's play in phase. Okay, the coverage is dictating. I've got either two guys on the right. One's 15 yards downfield. One's five yards downfield. Do you think this maybe simplifies? And it's weird to talk about a player of Odell's talents, what he brings to the field. But uh, does this possibly simplify the quarterback play for Baker Mayfield? So, yeah, there's there's obviously that train of thought, right? Like he was he was electric as a rookie. You're thinking, all right, you add talent to that, it's only going to get better, right? And it's been nothing but since. He goes out and it looks like it's back to normal for him from his rookie year. Um, I obviously want to see a bigger sample size than just the one game against a, one of the worst defenses of in the NFL. And not just the Bengals. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> the Raiders come to town, they have one of the worst defenses in the NFL as well. But you want to you want to see him string these types of games together because because we thought this is the type of level of play that he was capable of. I'm gonna still I still have like a wait and type C type thing because there is the the year and a half sample size of him playing pretty poorly 
Um, but there really kind of probably is. You think about it. Baker's the alpha type mentality, right? OBJ is absolutely the alpha type mentality. When you have those two guys come together, I mean, Baker's still really young in his career, whereas OBJ is more established. It's like, it's just like the, um, like an Avengers Endgame where, as you know, spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen that movie, where Thor and, uh, you know, what's his, uh, Star-Lord come, you know, at the, at the end where they go, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the, you're the boss. You're the boss. You're, you're the captain. It's like, but, you know, I could, I could beat you up or whatever. That, 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 and that scene or whatever, it kind of is like that where it's like, that's, you know, OBJ is like the Thor, right? Like he comes in there and he's got all the experience. He's, um, he's that alpha male or whatever type guy. And so is Baker, but like they clash. And, and if you think about it, like, you know, maybe, but Baker's train of thought is, all right, the play call comes in. All right. Where, you know, it's okay. Where's OBJ. All right, well, who's covering them over there? All right, I'm, I'm going to get the snap. All right, what's the defense rolling to him? Okay, he's covered. Let me go through my progressions. Crap, it's too late now. Panic. Nothing happens, right? When he's not there, it's like, all right, read the defense, get it to the open guy. It's as simple, it's as, simple as that. And, like, the best, you know, one of the criticisms, quote-unquote criticisms that he had after the game was that basically the Bengals didn't take him off his first read, which is true when he gets to the top of his drop back. But – you can look at the plays where he's scanning the field as he's dropping back, and when he hits that back foot, he's delivering it to the open guy. That's what Tom Brady does. That's what Drew Brees does. That's what the best quarterbacks in the NFL do. Granted, yes, it is the Bengals. They've got, like, almost zero pressure on him the entire game, um, but, like, that is that is part on the quarterback. The quarterback, if he's delivering the ball in the rhythm of the offense, like, pressure shouldn't almost – should not happen on a on majority of the snaps. Um, so – you know, there it could be. I just want to see this for a larger stretch of play. But that obviously, that stretch, obviously, what happened in the second half, and especially in the fourth quarter, is very encouraging. And then having a game-winning drive like that is is huge. Like that was that was huge from from a confidence standpoint, and just the fact that like I did not see that play coming from him based on what we've seen for two years now. Because I actually was predicting in the game going into this game that the same exact scenario was going to happen. I was predicting he was going to throw in a, like an interception that the seal the, the closeout the game, and he did the absolute opposite and it delivered. He just absolutely delivered. So I want to wait and see, but it's like that's that's a great step in the right direction. It's it certainly you know basically you know trying to write the course and look. I mean, and and it's so funny because everybody it's the Bengals, it's the Bengals, it's the Bengals. Well. He was damn near perfect. So it's like, well, I mean, you just you can you can give the guy his day. Just at least for God's sakes, just give him his day. Oh, absolutely. And, he, was, you know, he was fantastic. I mean, you can't take that away. He was he was that was the best he's ever played in the NFL. That second half was the best he's ever he's ever looked. Once that first quarter went by, even, I mean, no question. There's yep. no question about that. So give him and that, even and you like, have to give him all and that the credit. confidence. Yep, and even the confidence, you know, and basically the game on the line and all right, well, <laughs> Peoples Jones has got his guy beat. We'll throw a deep one to the kid, and it's like, whoa. And, you know, and he put a lot of, you know, but, you know, credit to Donovan Peoples Jones. And now he is the, he's the best athlete they've got at the position. So if he can find any way, and even look, if he can just run deep routes where it's going to have to draw some attention, it should help him things up. And this is what maybe where I'm kind of excited is I know they've really wanted more out of this tight end group. They finally got it. And this was out without Austin Hooper. You know, I, I doubt he's playing this week. If he is, God, he's a damn madman. 
um, especially with the bye week looming. But now you have a way to work this, and you've got these three. What? Huh? Alex Mack. Alex Mack played like three days after an epidemic. Oh, did he really? Okay. Oh, so there is a president here. Who never knows? But this the front office looks like uh, they're a little bit more cautious. But then yes, you look to they after definitely the bye. are, which is a, probably a good thing to, to interrupt you. It's a good thing that the front office, in the way they handle injuries, they, they are on a conservative side of things to not let these injuries reappear and linger. Yeah, because it's actually kind of funny. There's been a couple of guys who didn't play on Sunday and were almost like full participants on Wednesday, which tells you if they really were pushed, maybe they could have played on Sunday. But what's the point? It's we're, we're not the days of old where it's, you know, we have maybe first stringers. You've now got second stringers, third stringers, guys that are able to patch it through. Um, so we'll see. But then you look at Wyatt Teller, Nick Chubb, hopefully returning after the bye, which certainly is going to help this offense. Um, and if Baker can at least continue to play with confidence and smart and the IQ where it needs to be, it gives you some, you know, hopefully positive thoughts about going on further. We're going to get to the defensive side of the ball here with John. Um, yeah, we have a certain player to just, you know, continue to praise as he's just been outstanding and just, it's just the pace he's playing on is just absolutely incredible. So we're going to get to a little bit more of that here with John Costco as we continue on your Wednesday Locked on Browns. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can use then for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? Random example, a Delpit FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 to 2010 Honda Odyssey is $354 at Advanced Big Chain Store and $217 at rockauto.com. Link to the fuel pump. Check everything out, rockauto.com. You search for the parts and YouTube tutorials, all those types of things to help you put the parts in your vehicle, save money in the most difficult of times. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy, uh, easy clicks and have it delivered to your front door. Best of all, all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. John, it's it's kind of even – it's just getting funny at this point because, yes, this defensive line, and, you know, for the most part this season, they've played well as a whole. But you know as you go to the offensive line coach, you go to the offensive coordinator, what is the one thing that is in your meeting when you are getting ready to prepare for playing the Cleveland Browns defense on Sunday is don't let Miles Garrett create turnovers. Don't let Miles Garrett – create mayhem don't let him go butt wild and it's to the point now where it just doesn't matter they just can't stop him so he's got 37 total pressures this year um and that's in 274 pass rush snaps last year he had 49 which was then cut short by obviously the suspension 
Um, his pass rush grade is about comparable. It's slightly lower at a 90.3 this year. So he, obviously, when you talk about what he can do, he's got, he had two sacks in the game, which are one with another forced fumble, which, you know, takes up to, what, that's four for the season for that. Um, he has six hits, yes. ad- additional hits on top of it with another 22 hurries and with a plus, plus a bunch of other wins that don't get recorded as, as pressures. Um, I would say that this, this was not his best game, um, to be honest. He, his grade was actually a 69.2. Like, for whatever reason, they had him drop into coverage five times. Um, I really don't understand why they would do that, but he had dropped into coverage a total of four times the entire year. But his game, um, obviously, it's the yeah, highlights of the two sacks, right? One one was uh, the strip sack, which is, you know, phenomenal. Um, and then the, the another was he whipped the left tackle, whoever, Trey Johnson or whatever his name is, uh, around the edge. But he was largely held in check, mainly because they're double and triple teaming him all game long. So when you have a team that double and triple teams Miles Garrett like that, you want somebody else to make it, make them pay for it. And they didn't do that. Like not a single guy in the defensive line was able to really consistently get pressure unless they were blitzing and doing, doing some exotic stuff to get that. So um, like from a, from a, how he impacts the game standpoint, he obviously, he clearly impacts it, but like from this, from a game grade standpoint, his, you know, pass rush grade of a 69.2, he only had one other pressure in the game other than two sacks. It was because of how they, they treated him, right? So um, he is he is a stud, but he cannot do it all by himself, as we, we do know. Uh, obviously, when you have a defense that gives up 34 points in the game, somebody needs to be able to step up. Denzel Ward has d- d- did that on the back end, but they need the, they need to do something with, with the rest of the defensive line because as, as, Miles Garrett, is he's on his way to winning Defensive Player of the Year uh, based on what he's done already in the first half of the season, but he – Browns need to do something to help help him out because T.J. Watt gets all the help they you know because he's got Cameron Hayward and Stephon Tuitt and then they have a blitz package that always creates pressure so it's like you're constantly getting one on one matchups for T.J. Watt. Miles Garrett doesn't get that luxury at all right now, so he's got he's got a tough assignment. Yeah, and it seems weird, um, you know, and like you know, Porter Gustin was another player I worried about with only you know three snaps. You know, it looked like he was doing some things. Um, I don't know. They just, you know, and it, you know, for everybody though, go get this, go get that. Da, 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 da. Um, you know, your focus should be on another pass rusher. Um, and it may not come in the trade down. I'm not saying it's going to, um, but it, it, you want to continue miles Garrett at the pace he's playing on. Um, he's eventually going to need a solid tag team partner and somebody that's going to be able to, you know, create as much of a nuisance on whatever side, you know, and if you can get somebody who can play both sides, all the more better. Uh, two things I also want to hit on defense here. We're going to get to Ronnie Harrison in a minute. But, John, Denzel Ward, what exactly was the dude thinking? I mean, look, you played defensive back, and I'm just going from the wide receiver standpoint. Like, like you know you're going to get chewed out, but you go to the coach, oh, yeah, when's the last time you saw the defensive back go stop, drop, and roll to avoid the block, still set the edge, but also happen to make the tackle? Okay, coach, you tell me another instance where you ever saw this before, and then by all means, I'll take the heat for missing the block. But, dude, where do you come up with something like that? Yeah, he's a baller, man. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think to be able to do that, right? Like, like I was, I'd get be getting blocked or something like that, and I'd be looking to submarine the guy to take out his legs just to get him to stop, rather than he just slides around him with like, you know, right. no. I, I clearly did not have his athleticism, though. I, you know, I would say that I was pretty athletic, but geez, like that, 
he's he's he balls you know he's been balling out essentially and he's one of the highest graded you know cover corners in the NFL especially in man coverage um I mean, they they try to pick on him he has given up four touchdowns this year but I mean he's essentially just like just does not get beat and then he gets unlucky with some of those touch uh, touchdowns he's given up or whatever but he's he's essentially a lockdown dude who's, who's balls out there he's this is not the first time he's made a really good play on, on a screen pay, play you know so like uh, he has a really good knack of beating those those wide receivers, knowing how to set up the set them up to get by them. Uh, because it's you know he he saved, I think it was a Pittsburgh game. He saved, a, um, you know he he almost kind of did a similar type of move, not the sliding type thing, but he he knifed in there and, and got made the tackle short of the of the sticks on third down. So uh, he's he's got a really good nose for that, and this clearly you you match that with the athleticism that he has. It's, uh, it's a really awesome combination to watch. Yeah, no, and I mean, and you saw him put it together, obviously, you know, playing, you know, deep, obviously, on the deep ball. Um, the intelligence to just stay when he realized he didn't have to commit to anything to, uh, you know, bat the ball. Obviously, it led to the B.J. Goodson interception. And that was almost even like kind of almost like somewhat like a wrestling move. It was just like, all right, realizing the way the guy was standing, you're too high. I can go low. I can go underneath you. It was just crazy, crazy. John, Ronnie Harrison. Um, Took a while to get him involved. They got him involved. Then he dealt with the concussion. Seems like a safety that can do a little bit of everything. And it's good because he's got this size to him. Um, not super, super fast. Um, but what he lacks speed-wise, he probably makes up for with length. But this is looking like a, you know, you know, Look, with Joseph Sandeo on one-year deals, and, you know, to be fair, to be honest, look, it doesn't look like either of these deals are working out right very well. Sheldrick Redwine's getting some reps. You could walk into 2021 of a safety room of um, Ronnie Harrison, Sheldrick Redwine, and you you may be stronger off than you were to essentially start 2020. Yeah, I mean, it, it... – it sucks that losing Grant Delpit probably led to getting Ronnie, you know, Ronnie Harrison. It just, the, the injury for Delpit sucks. But if the fact that like, if Ronnie Harrison can play like this, it's like a small blessing in disguise in terms of being able to, to just really shore up that, that safety group. Right. Um, his, his grade for the season is, is a 79.6, but that includes the first three games of the season where he was still learning the defense and he did not play well in those three games. And only was, he only had 14 snaps, but those 14 snaps were pretty bad. He gave up a touchdown in the Bengals game. Um, but since then, his grade there is an, an 89.7 uh, overall, is a coverage grade of 88.8 in the last three games that he's played. So if he can continue to play like that, um, that is awesome for the Browns' defense. They just need to now be able to play well around him. So he's it's it's really it's really kind of surprising that he's been playing this well. You know, you, you look at his first two years with Jacksonville; they've been kind of they've been solid, but like mediocre more along the lines. And you know, third year, third year is where a lot of players make a leap. And if he's making this legit leap, where this is the type of player he can be, uh, what an absolute steal that Andrew Barry was able to get for a fifth rounder! Like, just all right, let's just throw something out there to see if they're gonna they'll take it, and they took it. Um, and if he can play like this, like that's, you know, that, I mean, he's playing at the last three games. That's a all pro level. Um, that's like some of the, like he's playing like one of the best safeties in the NFL. And even his full season, when you include like the, the three bad games that he has, he's, 
as grading as the second highest safety in the NFL. If you exclude those games where he's trying to learn the system, he's clearly number one by a mile. Yeah, and he brings just brings like a unique skill set. And, you know, I mean, he's bigger than some of the linebackers on this team. And obviously by far the biggest defensive back they have. Um, it's looking like it's going to turn out to uh, be, you know, a nice coup again. And, you know, the chunk could change. I mean, literally, you know, a couple cents on the dollar that you picked him up for um, should be, you know, very benefit, uh, very big benefit going forward, uh, for, uh, forward for the Cleveland Browns side here. Cleveland Browns stuff, which John Costco from PFF as we continue to roll on through here at Locked On Browns. The improved Bill Parr is even deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors now, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six brand new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Some of the favorites from the original line, raspberry German chocolate, toffee almond, and coconut. Bars are covered in more often. They are easy to chew. Bill Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber diet. The flavor profile for the Cherry Barcia, 17 grams protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carb. BillBar.com. Use the promo code, all caps, no space, locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Locked on. Again, BuiltBar.com. Now, John, with some time remaining, Las Vegas on the schedule this week. They get to experience the buy, kind of relax a little bit, rest a little, get healthy, which, you know, for some of these players, this team is, is going to need. Look, you know, there's just some that aren't coming back, and that's just the realism of what it is. Um, but you find a way, and look, you know, Las Vegas, you know, you know obviously lost last week. This team has beaten the Chiefs. Uh, the offense has some problems. The defense, I don't know where to go with that just yet for Las Vegas because what I've been watching, it's, it's really, 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 really tough. But, John, this is, you know, it maybe gives you a a possible winnable game if you play up to your capabilities. Six and two, you get the bye week. But this team just look and you know I, I don't think they they certainly don't look to be upper echelon yet. But that doesn't necessarily mean they can't be a part of the party. It certainly doesn't mean that there can't be improvement going down the stretch over these last nine games. Um, and I think for you, me, anybody that's just watched this franchise for as long as we have, like you just everything kind of seems to, be, and you're almost waiting for like somebody to like pull out the Jenga piece and it all to go. But with each week, and even when you get your doors blown off in Pittsburgh, and most of that was attributed to you know a couple of players or two, you feel the sense of what is here. And there's a future, and we've tried to use the word foundation in the past, and we've all looked stupid probably in saying it now. I mean, it's truly believe viable product right now. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to um, really credit Kevin Skavansky for what he's been able to do, especially in a COVID-shortened offseason, because – I really, I mean, obviously. And here's your first gig, coach. Good luck with it. Right, right, exactly. So it's like you're, you're 
as a first time head coach, you're obviously going to, you're learning on the fly. You're, you're figuring things out. You, you learn from previous head coaches that you've worked for clearly. Um, but obviously we know that what the, the intelligence that he has um, and this, he's obviously incredibly organized. He's, he's a patient man, more patient than I am. That's for sure. And he is a, it's just detailed and, and really kind of connects with the team. So like what he's able to do, um, I think is why this team is, 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 is so good, right? Like these are all games in the, in the past where you just be like, there's no way the Browns win that Bengals game down, down, you know, three with a minute to go and no timeouts. You know, we've, we've seen that before. We've seen that story. The Browns always lose those games. We've seen, you know, against the Colts. Where, or even, or even they would have gotten a field goal range and shanked it, but go ahead. Right. Exactly. Like they, they, they do something where it just, it did blow it. Right. Um, even in, in other games too, where, uh, the, against, against the, the, you know, Washington, they were down going into the fourth quarter against the, against the Colts. They were, they obviously went out to a lead, but they struggled in the in the second half, but they still were able to hang on. The defense stepped up. So like somebody stepped up in that. So it's like, and it, like in this game, you know, you have OBJ go down, but then Richard Higgins, Harrison Bryant and Donovan Peoples-Jones all step up to the occasion with Baker going lights out. You have to really credit this coaching staff of just having this team constantly prepared. So, um, you know, are they going to make a, a Super Bowl run? Probably not this year, unless Baker really starts playing at this same level the entire year, then they absolutely have that chance. But they have, they have that foundation of really the good, the, at least the building pieces and they have the, finally have the, probably the, the GM and the the uh, the head coach to be able to keep it together um, and just to, to build this and moving forward. So it's, a, it's, a, it's finally an exciting thing to see. Um, like you said, that you all, we always, as Brown fans, we always wait for that Jenga piece to just make it tumble. But I think Kevin Stefanski is just that perfect guy to keep it together. I mean, he's got the house in order. And, and even where you were talking about, like, you know, as a first-time head coach, you know, you take parts from guys you worked with, this, that, and the other thing. You, there's nobody to reach out to, though. You don't reach out to anybody. How did you handle the COVID pandemic in 2000? Nobody, I mean, there's nobody to go to because everybody was basically going through it on the fly. And he just, you know, basically tried to just keep everything in order day in, day out. Obviously, these Zoom meetings as far as learning the playbooks, things of that nature, and, you know, this is credit to the players, too, the commitment, though, because you're a wide receiver, you're not active the first couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden, all right, well, we need a kick returner because our kick returner blew out his knee. Oh, wait, third wide receiver got hurt at Dallas. Guess what, kid? We're not going to throw it to you, but you better block your ass off if you want to be active next week. And now all of a sudden, Odell's out. He's not coming back. Uh, be ready, kid. You might actually get a ball here. You might get a couple. And, you know, catches one, obviously, trick play from Jarvis, opportunity. And for anybody that was, and maybe this is where Rashard Higgins, Jarvis Landry can help us. Like, this is you know, explain to him what 2018 was about. You know, Rashard Perriman's making a lot of money in the NFL right now. He's not doing anything. But part of why is because resurrected his career with a guy like Baker Mayfield and said, look, I've three drops. I don't know your injury history. If you're open, I'm going to throw it. So you might want to catch it, kid. Um, but let's go to this, John. Uh, some thoughts here quickly on the Raiders as, you know, they're coming to town. Um, offensively, they got – I mean, like Cleveland does. You know, you got some slow and steady guys can beat you like Renfro. 
You've got, you know, Henry Ruggs, who, look, for what he's giving them, yes, I get it. I will still never get given him. Jacobs, uh, is it, you know, is it a pain in the butt as a back? Jalen Richard is that, Richard is that Nat will never go away. Waller is ridiculous. And it still cracks me up. Crap, Jason Witten is on the Raiders. Like, you forget about it. He's there as, like, the third tackle, and they throw him a bone, like, once every seven or eight quarters. But this offense can certainly take the off Vegas. Yeah, this is um, a team where I expect another big shootout type game. I really do. I think it's oh, going to be – I mean, I, I think, um, you know, you're going you're gonna to be – 30s plus again, both teams because neither. He's got all the makings of a quarterback throwing an interception that cost somebody a game here. Right, exactly. You look at um, you look at their their coverage rating, right? They're 36 something, great, worst in the NFL, right? Uh, but their offense has is been excellent this year. Derek Carr has, has sneakily been really solid player this year. He's um. You know he's grading as as a close to a top ten type guy, so he can he can put on a show, um, especially when you protect him. And with if you're able to do what the Bengals did, which is basically slide a bunch of protection over to Miles Garrett, double and triple team him every single play, um, somebody's going to have to make it work on on the other side to to get to Derek Carr. Because if Derek Carr can have all the time, and I mean, look at John Gruden is an excellent coach. You know, like I, I know that like when he got there. Everybody was ripping him for trading Khalil Mack and whatnot, but the guy knows how to coach. He knows how to put together a team to and, and they weren't going to be coach. good with Khalil Mack, so there was no sense keeping him. <laughs> right, and I, I was so like there were so many people that's like, well, how can you do that? It's like, well, listen, like, like they, they needed to add pieces to that team to get better rather than the one player to be able to do it, and you know they they weren't going to be able to afford him, and they. They needed to to rebuild a bit, and so they're trying to do that. And I think Gruden, like he knows, he knows offensive football. Like this team can put up points with the best of them. They, they beat the Chiefs. Okay, if you want to know if anything, how good this team can possibly be, they beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. So um, easily, they, and it wasn't right. really close. It, it wasn't, and they they were able to coax Mahomes into one of his worst games that, of the year, and actually of his career. Um, you know, they almost had a, he almost had a pick six in that game. So this defense, as bad as it is, it can be exotic and do things to really kind of, to, to, to get you to screw up. Um, but at the same time, they, they screw up themselves. So, um, you have to let them make mistakes on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but at the, on the offensive side, you have to limit your mistakes to be able to keep them in front of you. They have the speed. Like Henry Ruggs and Nelson Aguilar, those guys are burners, and they can get open deep. Darren Waller is one of the best tight ends in the NFL. He is a target monster, and and Derek Carr is going to force feed him the ball, and he is good enough to be able to to do that. So, um, and then like you said, Josh Jacobs is a, is a really good running back. So they they have a, like all the makings of a really really good team on offense, um, and they can they can score with the best of them. Yeah, and Waller, I mean, and Waller and Jacobs. It, it, the one thing you think with these two, it, it's look, and it was an issue last week, and it's been an issue. And you know, everybody wants to get on the defense for coverage and this, that, and the other thing. A lot of this comes down to tackling. And look, I mean, you're going to understand there's going to be three, four, five yard completions, but the guy's got to go down there. You know, those four or five yard completions can't lead to 13, 14, 15 yard gains, and that's been a, a lot of the issues with this Browns defense. That you know, some fans just you, you want to harp on everything, but you know, tackling is still it's the most important 
damn thing on the defensive side of the ball. People are going to make plays to go in and catch passes, but you know, eliminate anything afterwards. And that has been biggest one of the biggest struggles Browns have had to this point. John, NFL-wise, we got a minute here. Biggest surprise for you to this point, team, player, anything to this point? I would say that the uh, biggest surprise team would not be – so, like, most people are surprised by the Buccaneers. I was actually predicting them to get to the Super Bowl this year. I would say that the biggest surprise for me are probably the Colts, um, just just how good they are. Um, and they haven't played a really strong schedule, but they, they are extremely – and I guess it shouldn't be a surprise, but it is kind of a surprise because Phillip Rivers I felt like was completely washed up and it was going to be more of the same from last year from them. So I think Rivers and that offense have just been a lot better than what I was expecting. Um, they have a really solid team there. The defense, we know, is, is one of the best in the NFL this year. Uh, so I think I think they've they've they surprised. Um, and then from a losing standpoint, I'm, I know that the Texans are they're one and six, and then the Cowboys being two and five. Like those two teams, you expect they have really good offenses. And in this day and age of like little prolific offenses, you'd expect those guys to have almost the flipped records. But naturally, the Texans played like probably the most brutal schedule to start the season. Um, and then you know you lose Dak Prescott. That's a that's a brutal loss for them. So I think those are those are some of the biggest surprises for me. The only thing with the Colts is I just wonder about the sustainability because like you saw some time with Philip Rivers, and it was just within the Browns game of. It was like, man, you know, like, uh, yeah, you're going to be able to do this for the whole 17 weeks, Philip, because, you know, that's great. You guys got off to a nice start or whatever, but, you know, are you going to be able to keep it together? And eventually, you know, your old ass is going to have to go outside and play. Right, exactly. That's so like that game is kind of like kind of what I expected him to be. This like he, he panicking and stuff like that. The, the dead arm is kind of there or whatever. Um, but he hasn't been that for the most part in, in most in the rest of the games. So. Uh, it's, yep. it's been, a, that's been the interesting type of development, I think, from the Colts perspective. And I think, you know, he, he, he probably falls off at the end of the year, but we haven't seen it yet so far, at least, except for one, you know, the one game. Yep. No doubt about it. I can't, I can't he is they John Costco, uh, obviously part of, right? Right. Yeah, I know. How? Like how? I don't know. All right. He is John Costco, uh, part of the group over at PFF. Um, you know, we love the insight and, you know, look, just love talking ball with John. Um, been doing it for a while now. Uh, John's been a frequent guest here on Lockdown Browns. We always appreciate it, appreciate his insight. And for me, just sitting down, you know, talking players, talking tape, always love to do it. So if you're not, make sure you are following at John Costco 3. The podcast itself at Lockdown Browns, always follow back accounts. Um, DMs are open. Questions, ideas for the show. You guys know you can always hit me up there. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Um, you know, a little bit busier during the day, but I do try to return everybody as much as I can. So you guys know where to reach everybody. iTunes, Spotify, Lockdown Browns, five-star ratings, written reviews, all the rage guys. Please keep them coming. And with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.